sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, it's your host Adam Ringler and today for this episode, rather than advertising for some sport performance technology company about whatever latest gizmo that they may have, I want to remind you of two things. Number one, I have a monthly newsletter that goes out chocked full of great research articles, interesting tidbits, quotes, books I'm reading, things I'm finding fascinating. It is essentially the birch box of newsletters. You don't know exactly what you're going to get week to week, month to month, But what you can guarantee is that it's going to be chock full of good things. Head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email and sign up today. You will not regret it. And I won't spam you with 8 million different uh, emails, you know, every week, every day, every month. So check it out. Adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Secondly, I get emails and messages every single publication talking about How can we support the Decoding Excellence show and the mission that you're bringing to us? And the easiest way is buy me a coffee. No, don't actually physically buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. And there you can find in an easy donation way, you can pop in your your information and you can essentially buy the show a coffee, a $5 latte, if you will. And what we'll do with that is those proceeds from that donation will go immediately into the hosting fees for both the website and the Decoding Excellence show. So we can continue to bring this show to you via iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast player of your choice. So check it out, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's Decoding Excellence show. In this episode, we're going to be discussing something that I don't think many people talk about when they get into the field. Certainly, I have not heard it in any exercise science or kinesiology class, and that is the unintended consequences of people going into strength conditioning or high performance coaching or whatever. And the unintended consequences that it has on our significant others. I know so often in our profession, we champion, we glorify the long hours, and we sort of wear that as a artificial badge of honor. But I wanted to discuss what are those consequences, but I also want to dedicate this Valentine's Day episode to all of the coaches and their significant others, their wives, their husbands, their boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, for the work that they do in supporting a coach. So without further ado, here is our mini episode on the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence show. I'm excited to bring this show to you because today, the recording day of this very episode is Valentine's Day. And it's a day that I think is important. I know this sounds cliche. Uh, You're tuning into a sports science and strength conditioning podcast. And here we are talking about uh, the wonders of Valentine's Day. But That is not really the case of what I wanted to discuss on this miniature or mini episode or random show, but I wanted to talk about something that has really resonated with me over the last few years, and that is we as coaches sometimes, more often probably than not, uh, 
I think maybe take for granted our significant others, our spouses. And for those that are going into this profession and maybe might be naive and doesn't understand or don't understand all of the various sacrifices that one person will make going through this coaching journey, I want to sort of dedicate this episode talking about some of those things. And uh, for the veterans that are listening to this show, this might be pretty obvious for you guys, right? We've all sort of lived it and we've gone through it. We try to manage it and we try to cultivate, I think, our relationships with our wives, our husbands, our our girlfriends, our boyfriends, fiancés, whatever it might be. Um, you, you, you recognize that coaching in these hours, much like anything else, uh, it can be stressful. It can be stressful in a relationship. It can be stressful on your significant others. And, and thus being uh, Valentine's Day today, I thought it would be a great episode to sort of dedicate to that, uh, that very discussion because I think it's an important one because what I often see, as many of you as well, that have interns, young interns, people just starting off in this profession, is so often they just don't know what they don't know. And that is that their love for strength and conditioning, their love for fitness, their love for coaching, their love for physical development, whatever it might be, uh, so often that that's that's the hook that gets them on the line, right? That That's what begins their journey into coaching. And I think that's a noble cause, right? They, they have obviously a passion that they want to pursue and follow, and there's a medium for them to do it and still be financially uh, capable of supporting themselves and a family uh, in some extent. <laughs> and um, But so often, nobody really discusses the, the dark sides, if you will, of coaching. And not that I want this to be all gloom and doom and and to uh, to ruin the spirit of Valentine's Day. But I do think it's important to discuss these things so that we recognize, A, what the problem is, and B, maybe some common solutions to what those problems typically are. So we start off with the passion, the passion of getting into coaching, the passion of, of actually starting this coaching journey. And... Like I said before, it's a noble cause. They get into it and they want to just pursue this. And what we quickly find out for those uh, people that have gone through this is that there is some incredibly long, long days. And uh, I'm a father. I'm, you know, I have two beautiful children and and uh, a loving and lovely wife at home. But you know, in the reality of it, we work really long hours. And this is not. As, uh, as Brett Bartholomew will talk, I'm not glorifying this at all, right? And I do think that's a common problem in our field, and I will agree with my friend Brett on this, is that, yeah, we have an industry that loves to glorify the grind, the work, the sacrifice, the, the I'm in before you, I leave after you. And don't get me wrong, right? That's a part, some part of coaching that we we have to do the job. At the end of the day, we have to do the job and the job might require long hours, but we should not as an industry, A, be uh, champion the fact that we work incredibly long hours or B, glorifying those. Um, but in the spirit of this episode, I, I wanted to illuminate, I wanted to illustrate that, yeah, we're gonna sacrifice, we're gonna work some incredibly long 
days. And what nobody really talks about or discusses, or maybe they do now in undergraduate courses, is we're preparing young strength conditioning coaches to enter the field. What we don't often discuss is the unintended consequences of this profession and what those long hours means in a, in a typical game day scenario for basketball or a long work day, you know, I might arrive to the facility at 6 a.m. for a morning team or 5.45 like I, like I did just now at our facility, and we might not get back home until 10 o'clock at night. And that's on a home, home evening, right? And that's not a, you know, my family lives 15 minutes down the road, and I might not have the capability of seeing them for 16 hours or 15 hours through a given day. And I think it's important to say that because that is, uh, that's challenging and that's straining on a relationship. Um, and, you know, if I'm the first one to say it, shame on me, I suppose, but that can be very straining. Um, so, A, as coaches, I do think that we need to do a, a much better better job. And this is maybe a reflection of my own thoughts. So I don't mean to project these thoughts on you guys, the listening audience listening to this, but I will personally come out and say that I need to do a better job of understanding that that is a stressor on everybody within my own family. But secondly, that we don't need a day like Valentine's Day to show appreciation to our significant others. Because truth truth be told, none of us in this coaching profession that has wives or husbands or girlfriends or boyfriends or fiancés, none of us in this profession does it alone. Uh, and you go out and you ask any coach, any veteran coach that's been doing this for a long time. Like I, I, I look in the eyes of my wife and recognize that she's just as much as a coach as I am. And she might not be on this weight room floor but she's dealing with the wins and the losses and the emotional turmoil and the ups and downs. And she's sacrificing just as much as I am. And uh, I don't think we need a commercial day like Valentine's Day to, to deliver flowers or chocolates or say that we love you or I love you um, because we should be doing that every single day. And so I'll, I'll step down from this metaphorical soapbox of mine and just say that any coach's wife out there, you guys are absolute rock stars. And I say this to my own wife that I completely uh, am appreciative of your support and what you do for my family. But we as an industry of coaches need to be way more uh, significantly um, appreciative of our wives. And I know some people out there have done a tremendous job of championing this. So I applaud you guys. And I think we continue to, uh, to need to do that. So, uh, just to sort of, re you know, recap that aspect of it, right? The time parameters are, uh, restrictive. And because of that, right, the long days, um, our industry need to champion those long days. That might be a second, um, it might be a secondary topic that we can talk about or discuss at some point in time, but those long days can be stressful for a relationship. Now, if you find yourself on another side of the coin, which is, ooh, now you're working with travel sports, what you're going to find is that you are now away from your family, not just for a 16-hour window, uh, you're away for multiple days at a time. So 
that can even be challenging. And obviously with the advent of technology like FaceTime and Skype, we can be more connected than ever. Uh, and we can at least have a, a digital presence in families when your physical presence is being um, utilized on the road or during travel. Um, so, and I think this extends much further than just coaching, right? We're not in a vacuum. We're not isolated away. I mean, there's people that travel for work all the time and they have to find ways of making it work. Uh, but I do think it's important for us to at least discuss that there are these mediums where we can stay connected with the loved ones that we have, um, like, like Skype or like FaceTime and making the time and the effort to do that and to continue to form um, those connections when our work and our duties take us away from the very ones that we, we love. Um, so I, I did want to start with that because obviously I think what we'll see is that we do have an industry that, that demands long and atypical hours. We're not going to have a typical nine to five like a, uh, an office worker or a lawyer or a, a different vocation, if you will. Um, we typically, and for those that are maybe listening and that aren't familiar with sort of the American collegiate sort of setting, but you know, I, I always joke with colleagues and people outside of our industry when they when we start discussing strength and conditioning is that when they typically say a nine to five, I usually say a five to nine. Um, we work all of the hours that uh, that they don't, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't exist within a typical nine to five, right? Because a lot of the times... Uh, athletes are in class or they're at practice and we're at practice as well. And that's no, we're no stranger to sideline or baseline duties or, you know, in zone duties or whatever it might be. Um, but we, you know, it's, it's atypical hours. We're typically working anywhere from five 30 in the morning to get set up, to get things prepared for teams to come in up until nine. Um, those hours are critical times for, you know, pre-class training and then, Athletes are in class from 9, 10, 11, 12, maybe up to 1. And then there's afternoon practices that we have to warm teams up and we're, we're present for. And we have to work with athletes that might have uh, needs that take them off the basketball court or off their competitive court. And then, uh, and then the afternoon comes, right? And that's where after practice. So anywhere from 4 o'clock to 5 to 6 to 7, if it's a game night, you know, and the basketball tips uh, at 8.30 in the af afternoon, right? We're, we're there, 8.30, 9.30, 30. By the time uh, athletes leave the facility, it's 11 o'clock at night and we're heading home and our family's asleep. Everybody's asleep and you, you've essentially worked an entire day and you haven't seen your family. Um, and that is not a, I don't want to misconstrue this random episode for, oh, pity this guy, right? This, you know, here's this guy that works within the collegiate setting and he's, uh, you know, doesn't get to see his family. No, this is not the case of this episode whatsoever. But I want to, uh, you know, shine some light on this for those that are starting to get into this profession. You're, you're in your exercise client, uh, exercise science, kinesiology class right now. And you're looking, you're thinking, man, it's collegiate strength and conditioning. That seems really cool. Um, and if that's, this is you, I want to say it is, it's awesome. It's one of the best professions out there. I will not deny that at all. 
but understand what you're getting yourself into because this is this is part of the 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 field. This is part of it. Um, right, wrong, and different, no other. Uh, this is the reality that we exist in. I, I wish that we could do what we do and not have the long hours, um, not not championing them, not glorifying them. It is what it is, and I don't foresee it changing anytime soon. Um, so that is uh, that's something I just wanted to chat uh, briefly about is that, yeah, and, and we're no stranger to this. We all know that we work long hours and we're going to be away from our family from time to time, but as I said a little bit earlier in this, that uh, one of the things that if you ask veteran coaches about is just the the unbelievable support that a significant other or spouse brings to a coaching journey or coaching life. And I look and uh, and reflect quite often about the work that that my wife does to support my athletes and it's it seems weird you're like well that's 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 different right she's not out here on the floor coaching every day a part of her is the spirit of her is but i could not at all do what i do if i didn't have the rock steady support of my wife at home supporting building taking care of and building the homestead and the the house in the way that she does and I, I say this all the time. She is the CEO of our family. Absolutely. Without a shred of doubt. I am 100% comfortable saying that, that she does so much to allow me, and I say that, to allow me the opportunity to do what I'm, I'm great at and to do what I'm talented at. And that is a sacrifice that she makes on her end. And I want to obviously applaud her. Uh, publicly, i.e. this show, but every coach's wife does that, right? And and even, and I won't just say wife because there's tremendous female coaches out there that have husbands that do the same thing, that make those sacrifices. And for any of, uh, any of you guys out there that have, uh, you know, the loving support of a wife or a husband or a significant other, whatever it might be, um, I think we need to we need to take time and reflect and, and really thank them for what they do, because here I am at the office preparing for my team to come in. And at this time, just knowing what our family routine is, my so my wife at this time would be at home preparing the children to get them off to kindergarten and uh, and preschool so she is either making breakfast or getting them dressed or getting them ushered into the car and then essentially trying to get them on time awake and uh, and off to school. And I think why that can be challenging, uh, especially as I'm here and she's the CEO of the homestead, is that she is essentially almost in some respects, a single parent for the time that I'm away. And I think for young coaches getting into the field, regardless of gender, um, whether you're a mother or you're a father and your significant other is the, the other person that's taking care of the homestead and the house, that that can be a very challenging job, right? And, you know, the, the old adage that it takes a village to raise a child, I think is very much true. 
Um, but what happens when significant members of that village is gone because of what their their duties are and their job duties are? So I think it is uh, important for people to understand as we're getting into this profession that, you know, you're, we're going to place a lot of, I don't want to say the word burden, but we're going to place a little uh, more um, stress on our significant others for what we do because of our, our lack of presence being at the house. So it would be great if it would be a nine to five position and you could help them out and get your children off to uh, out of bed and dressed and ready and prepared and hair combed. But it, it is something that I think we need to be grateful for, for those of us that have a significant other at home that we need to thank them and be grateful for the sacrifices that they make so that uh, so that we can continue to do what we love to do and what we're, we're really good at. Um, but that's not to say that coaching or being a coach's wife or a coach's husband or, you know, being involved in a relationship uh, with a coach is that it's all gloom and doom, right? I think the first 20 minutes of this show has been talking about the sacrifices that coaches, uh, significant others will make, whether it's, you know, time away from family or if it's, you know, more stress and pressure to run and be the CEO of the household and what that means, you know, from uh, just taking care of the daily demands that uh, comes with raising a family and, and having a family at home or if it is uh, – just the, the the pressures that that comes with it, but there are really really great things to it, you know, and that is something I want to make sure that we continue to also illuminate is that what is really great about it is that you know, like my wife has said, right, she feels the stresses and the wind, the emotional wins and the emotional losses, and for her to have that connection with our sport programs um, through the work that that I do and that we do is is huge. Um, so when the team wins, that she feels that she wins because she contributes to it and she supports it. You know, we talk about from a strength and conditioning perspective being support staff. Well, my support staff is, you know, the the loving wife that I have at home. So you know, without her, I can't do what I do. And, and, you know, I think in some respects that our coaches and our athletes hopefully believe that, that they can't perform to the level, uh, that they do without the great support team that surrounds their life. So, it, you know, this trickle down effect, uh, can be felt from every Avenue, from every place. And, uh, and I know, you know, my wife, Brittany, has said that multiple times that, you know, when the team wins, that she feels like she wins. And when the team loses, that she feels like she loses. And uh, it's great to have that connection with the success or the failure of a program. And um, I think it enriches the work that we do and it, it makes it more significant. And it really starts to uh, paint by numbers, connect the dots a little bit from the work uh, that people within the home can do and how they can support our lives and support our children, support our family and support myself, uh, through the, the numerous sacrifices that they make, how that actually affects the athlete, because it certainly does. Um, because, you know, I just, I, I so much wholeheartedly feel that, uh, without a good mindset and mind state, uh, coming from the home, 
that it would be impossible for me to continue to come in every single day and do the work that we do with the same mental clarity and the same focus if uh, if something is astray at home. So it has a huge upstream effect based on what we do and, and how the home life is. So, you know, mo- most of this is uh, the show has been talking about really just the the sacrifices that everybody makes when they go into coaching. And we know that. And that's, I think, is is echoed. But I want to make sure that we also, you know, illuminate that there's so many good qualities uh, about the work and the support that a significant other can do to help support a coach. And, um, and not only the wins and the losses and the emotional roller coaster that it goes, but, you know, the connections and the relationships that a person can form uh, like my wife and, and getting to know our athletes and, and to have a relationship with them and to, uh, you know, follow them and, and to support them and to be able to do that digitally or physically, you know, whether it's, you know, occasional meals or, you know, little snacks or just little things to really go out and show that that we as a family support them, not only as athletes, but but maybe more so and, and more personally and, and more importantly, them as, as human beings, them as, as people, because that ultimately uh, that's what they are more so than an athlete. So um, I just wanted to take this episode and, and really dedicate it to those out there that are uh, involved or in a relationship with a coach. Uh, I feel more like a, a psychiatrist right now than I do a strength coach, but I just want to dedicate this episode to everyone that is supporting uh, a coach, a coach, right? So whether you're the husband, wife, whatever, you're, you're all coaches. Um, anybody that's involved with a coach <laughs> is ultimately a coach. You just may be a coach to a coach um, and you allow them to do their best work. So uh, for this Valentine's Day, I wanted to say thank you to everyone and also want to dedicate this one uh, to my wife that I love you. And this has been an awesome journey and I can't do it without you. So until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Decoding Excellence show. Hey everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Decoding Excellence show. Hopefully we didn't scare you away from coaching. Hopefully you can take some Uh, information away from this episode, but ultimately realize that we don't need a a day, a commercialized day like Valentine's Day to say thank you uh, to our significant others for the sacrifices that they make. We can all be greater coaches, right? Just by dedicating our focus, our attention, our efforts to the athletes that we work with on a daily basis. But we also need to have a whole world of gratitude Uh, and and be grateful and thankful for the people in our lives, the people that support us so that we can support our athletes. So this, like I said in the, uh, throughout the episode, this episode is dedicated to all of the significant others that are supporting coaches. And I just want to say thank you for the sacrifices that you've made. And as always, There's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, 
um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not going to send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.